This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Welcome, global leaders, to the Global Reach Leadership Forum with Navy veteran, ecclesial leader, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Pat. Presenting you with critical leadership perspectives from the minds of former military leaders, now transforming the face of American business as successful entrepreneurs. Get ready to listen, learn, to lead, and now to enhance your leadership influence on the Global Reach Leadership Forum. Here's your host, Dr. Pat. Hello and welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. I'm your host, Dr. Pat, and today we'll be talking about confidence. And before our guest comes, I'd like to give you my take on what I believe confidence is. I'd like to start off with asking a question. The question is, what role do you think confidence plays in developing as an organizational leader? This is an important question to ask, especially for a young and vibrant entrepreneur who may be just on the verge of bursting out into uncharted waters of entrepreneurship. Now, the idea that you can do whatever you put your mind to, while correct, comes the significant measure of confidence. Now, when you, you as a leader, sit in your armed executive chair, with a sense that you can do it all. That is not confidence, but rather an an extent of some kind of cockiness, or as some may even call it, arrogance. There's a difference. Now, confidence is the attitude and spirit of ability and will that initiates action. Now, usually this state of mind comes from an acquired or exercised knowledge or the subject matter that yields the state of mind. Let's say, for instance, it is hard to be confident about the numbers of your department when you are sitting across from a board of directors, knowing fully well that you haven't done your homework. (laughs) Usually, the evidence of the shallow confidence comes out in the wash when there is a deeper inquiry into a specific topic, right? Therefore, I encourage you, as the organizational leader, to look at this question very closely from a perspective of humility. Confidence is a good leadership quality to have when you are earnestly desirous of leading a team of people who are counting on you to do so. Capture confidence in several ways to be effective. One I like to allude to is the little engine that could. And I share this analogy because I think it's a very powerful one. Now, what what does it take a little locomotive engine to pull a train of several cars? A little bit of confidence. The little engine is a locomotive, and that locomotive has the capacity to start motion of the wheels of one car. Then the wheels of the subsequent ones start turning. And soon the momentum of all the cars continues to push the locomotive forward down the train tracks. However, 
It took knowledge. Knowledge of a fact that if I could only start. Now, I know that the others will follow. This little silly analogy does not make sense, though, right? Doesn't it? It does. Okay. It does because a little bit of knowledge and a willingness to act upon that knowledge soon develops into enhanced knowledge and consequent momentum to gain steam. So I encourage you to think about that when we talk about confidence. The role of confidence, therefore, for an organizational leader is the power to exercise that boldness and a purpose with resolve when called upon to lead. So as an organizational leader without confidence, it's like a locomotive without an engine. It will never start moving in the desired direction for the rest of the cars to pick up steam and follow. A confident leader instills the same in his or her team, but not without the knowledge and willpower desired to excel. So I encourage you today, wherever you might be and however you want to grow, remember to seek confidence, confidence to excel. So that said, let's now turn over to our guest for this week. All right, today our guest is uh, a former U.S. Navy Special Operations Officer, Robert Pizzini. Uh, he's a managing partner and chief executive officer of iFly Virginia Beach. Uh, it is an indoor skydiving development that is a multi-million dollar technologically advanced experience out of Virginia Beach. Now, Robert's firm was actually awarded a Chamber of Commerce Small Business of the Year Award in 2018. In 2019, Robert launched Elevate Your Leadership, an executive level leadership experience that refreshes and energizes leaders for the rest of their professional lives. Robert retired from the US Navy in 2010 after 20, 26 years of service in Navy Special Operations as a Master Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician and an EOD officer. He completed a combat tour with the Combined Joint Special Operations Task Force, Arabian Peninsula, Ballot, Iraq, and was awarded a Bronze Star. But Ms. Pizzini has a Bachelor of Science degree, a Master of Science degree, among several other credentials, including Master EOE Technician, Master Naval Parachutist, Master Training Specialist, Mixed Gas Deep Sea Diving Officer, United States Parachutist, Association Accelerator Freefall Instructor, Six Sigma Black Belt, He's a member of the International Association of Bomb Technicians and Investigators, Chair Emeritus for Virginia Beach Chamber of Commerce, Executive Board of Directors, and the Virginia Beach Hotel Association Legislative Affairs Committee. And then also, Robert is a member of the Navy Special Operations Foundation Advisory Board, the Warrior for Life Fund Board, and guess what? He coaches youth and college hockey. My good friend, Bob, welcome to the Global Reach Leadership Forum. It's an honor to have you with us today. Thank you, Dr. Pat. Looking forward to the discussion. All righty. I tell you what, this is this is great to, uh, you know, to be able to talk about leadership, especially in this particular time, we're talking about confidence. Confidence for a leader. And Bob, we we, we want you to, uh, you know, to, this is always conversational. We, we, we want to enlighten our hearers and viewers on, on who who is really a leader when it comes to confidence? Because sometimes it's confused with arrogance. Now, what, what is your definition of, of uh, confidence from your perspective? Confidence 
as it applies to leadership is the is the intersection or the culmination of education, training, and experience. In order to be confident and competent, by the way, uh, you have to have uh, a, a reasonable amount of education in the subject, experience in the subject, and, and training or repetition of, of exercise, repetition of performance in that particular area. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, uh, because I like the fact that you mentioned competence, because sometimes we forget about the fact that uh, to be confident, you have to have some competence with that. Thank you so much for enlightening us with that. So then in that case, do you then think that there is a distinction in that when it comes to the private sector? Is there a difference in, in the in, in the military and then also in the private sector when it comes to um, confidence? Uh, I think there is. Um, okay. I th- I, uh, you know, there's subtle differences and then in some areas, and I think significant differences in other areas. One of the significant differences is that the military develops leaders early in their career. Uh, almost from the, from the moment you put the uniform on, the military starts to develop every individual as a leader. And by the time somebody is 25 or 26 years old uh, in uniform on active duty, they're on their second or third leadership assignment, and they're expected to lead and to succeed. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the private sector, leadership doesn't get nearly that much attention and certainly not that early in somebody's career. And, uh, I, and that's something I'm actually trying to change with Elevate Your Leadership. Awesome. Glad you mentioned your leadership because that is uh, that is definitely an important part, what you do with uh, growing leaders. You know, So in that case then, uh, you know, um, as you've been, you've been a leader for quite a while, how did you instill confidence in your leaders in the military? Because I'm sure with the kind of work that you did, it was quite uh, dangerous. So how did you distinguish that with them, growing leaders, to, to have confidence instead of arrogance in, in your line of work in the military? Well, to, so to develop confidence in young leaders or to develop that leadership, uh, one of the things I did early in my career was make mistakes, mm. uh, you know, fail. Uh, I, I don't necessarily like the word failure, but, but I certainly made mistakes. And in the military, it's expected. Uh, they know you're going to make mistakes. That's right. And your leadership is there to catch you. Your leadership is there to pick you up, dust you off and, and point you in the right direction and, and say, get back at it and do it again. Uh, and, and at some point you're allowed to, you know, to fly on your own, so to speak, or to flourish on your own and you're expected to flourish on your own. But one of the things the military does Mm -hmm. is we cover each other's backs Mm -hmm. and in leadership, that's very important. Leaders don't always get it right. Um, but leaders have to make decisions based on the information they have at hand, especially in the military when, when, uh, you know, danger to life and property and equipment and, and territory is imminent, a decision has to be made. And the leader has to make the decision based on uh, all the information available to him or her, and the team has to support that decision. And when things don't go exactly uh, according to plan, a good team will support a good leader, yes. and a good leader will listen to a good team. Oh, wow, that is so good. You know, a good leader will be supported by the team and 
the good leader will listen to them. I appreciate you saying that so much because sometimes leaders lose sight of that, you know, that particular fact and they get themselves in trouble. Again, it goes back to the confidence and arrogance thing, right? Because as leaders, you know, you tend to be arrogant sometimes because of, of what you know. And so thank you for highlighting that. And I'm sure with the experience that you've had, there's got to be some example that you could share with us, you know, at a time when, you know, you probably let the two get confused, confidence, you know, and a, a little bit of arrogance in there. Is there an example that you can share with us um, and that you probably apply that same lesson learned today in your practice? Sure. Well, what I can what I can say is in my practice today, uh, in, in my business, I have 35 employees on my team, 35 teammates. Uh, six of which are on the management team. Um, I rely on my management team to do what is do what it is I hired them to do. I trust them. I empower them, and I try and help them. You know, my yeah. definition of leadership is enabling others. So I try to be there for them. You know, in in my pursuit of enabling others, I ask six words, or I have a six question, six sentence, six word question: What can I do for you? How can I help you achieve what it is you're trying to achieve? So anyway, early in my private sector life, after 26 years in the military, again, those 25, 26-year-olds in the military are fairly competent leaders. Um, and I made that same assumption in the private sector with some, some previous members of my management team. And uh, to my fault, to my error, um, not so much to my arrogance, but, but to my confidence, in, in my ability to lead this team, yeah. um, I overlooked the fact that this was really the first leadership position these people had been in. They were credentialed with education. Yeah. They hadn't had the, the um, fall down and pick yourself back up leadership training experiences that, that a 25 or 26-year-old in the military has had. Yeah. And so that oversight on my part, and I expected too much. And um, I didn't, um, uh, when things didn't meet my expectations, I would say I uh, didn't handle things in, in certain situations. I didn't handle things um, as quickly as I should have. And, um, you know, so, so I would say uh, a, a, a failure on my part or an oversight on my part. But uh, that was one of my realizations uh, since I've been in the private sector. Wow. Well, and it's it's a really noble thing for a leader to be able to identify when you know the falter. Thank you uh, for being vulnerable. You know, with us, you know, mentioning that. Hey, look, no matter how successful you've been in the military, you're still, you know, sometimes you can stumble. And I'm I'm hoping that as transition military leaders and you know budding entrepreneurs here, we are learning from from your example, being you know willing to uh, to share that. You know, the Harvard uh, Business Review uh, and several other. Um, Notable organizations have talked about how, you know, leaders today should uh, learn to be confident and and avoid being arrogant in their in their practice. And and so uh, I I, I want to ask what what would you say are some of the pitfalls that people need to be aware of so that they don't make the mistake of stumbling, you know, in in, in their practice in the private sector. What are some pitfalls to avoid? Sure. So. Uh, you know the the intersection between confidence and arrogance can be can be blurry. It can be nebulous, and I say that because uh, probably five years ago, I got my team together and I gave a talk, uh, something I considered to be an uh, or what was intended to be an energizing pep talk, 
um, to really rally the team around the the good job they were doing and, and the great job that we were um, we were about to be doing. Yeah. And most on the team heard it as that rally cry, as that uh, as that pep talk. But some on the team heard the opposite message. Some on the team took it as me criticizing, saying uh-huh. that we're not up to a standard that we should be. And they were really turned off by that. So my message is you have to craft your words carefully, obviously. Uh, but at the end of the day, different people are going to hear different things. And mm-hmm. what they hear largely depends on the level of trust that exists within them, within you, and within the organization. If there's a high degree of trust, your message will probably be received as intended. If there's anything other than a high degree of trust, what 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 trusting teammates would consider confidence, um, suspicious teammates would consider arrogance. So wow. that's something to be uh, to be mindful of. Wow, that is deep, really. Yes. So building that circle of trust and getting your message across is is key, right? Uh, so people, there's no ambiguity in what you're saying. Oh, wow, that's a, that's a good point. You know, for our transitioning uh, military leaders and also but entrepreneurs, you got to listen to this. You know, be careful <laughs> how you how you communicate. You know, intent can be misconstrued sometimes. Wow. So you know, well, with that said, you know, you might have an, a recommendation for us about how to build build those that are probably transitioning from the military. They're now becoming um, entrepreneurs, and and they're a little shaking their confidence. They're not sure they're going to excel at all. Is there a strategy that they can implement? What kind of advice or recommendation would you give them so they can build their confidence up to excel as an entrepreneur? Sure. So, you know, we have a saying in the military, crawl, walk, run. Yeah. And uh, it's a method of becoming proficient at something. It's really applies in sports development, in being a musician, or in being a leader in an organization or being a team member in an organization. We all start at the crawl phase. We evolve to the walk phase, and then we aspire mm. to the run phase. Um, you know, once some a lot of people, once, once they've reached the walk phase, they're comfortable. Um, I call those uh, settlers. You know, they've settled into the walk, and, and they're good, and they've gone as far as they care to. Um, but then the, uh, the pioneers, you know, they, they can't wait to get into the run phase. Mm. So crawl, walk, run. So for veterans who are transitioning, first, you just have to get after it. Whatever it is, you just have to do it. You have to crawl. You have to endeavor. You might want to start out at the walk phase. That's mm. fine. Do that. I had a great discussion with a very successful business owner today. And he's, when he first uh, set out his objectives, this, this gentleman builds furniture. When he first set out his objectives, he said, man, it'd be really nice if we could build this many units you know, over this time frame. And within the year, he exceeded that objective. He thought it, it was wow. an aggressive objective to begin with. Wow. And and he was um uh you know maybe lacked a little bit of confidence in in achieving that goal. Yes. But he achieved it. And after he achieved it, he's like, "Holy cow." And he totally changed his way of thinking. If I can do that mm. with the level of uncertainty I had at the time, look what I can do now with this confidence and this level of certainty and this experience and this know-how. Wow. So for veterans, just get after it. You know, if you want to start a business, start a business, just start. You don't have to be an expert when you start. 
you know, you become an expert according to, to um, Malcolm Gladwell yes. after five years, right? Yes. After, yes. after 10,000 so, hours. 10,000 hours. That's right. So many hours of doing it. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that because, uh, you know, just get started. Once you get started, you fall into the pitfalls, you pick yourself back up several thousand times and and you'll be successful someday. Wow. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that insight. I am so glad that you're sharing these great insights to help us build the kind of confidence because we know that you've, you you have to do that as somebody who jumps out of planes for a, a living and everything else. But, you know, I, confidence I, I, there. Yeah. you bet, you bet, you bet. You know, I am so thankful for that. You know, so as we end, you know, head towards the end here, I, I know you've got to have some big lesson for us uh, there, Bob. You, you, you've done, you've done great things. You know, you got elevated leadership, trying to transform leadership uh, lives. What is your biggest lesson in confidence that either you got to, you know, as, as a business uh, leader yourself, or maybe in the military, what, what kind of big lesson do you have for us to take away uh, for confidence? Uh, okay. So, so biggest lesson for confidence. Um, when COVID started almost a year ago to the day, by the way, yeah. uh, the, on March 23rd, 2020, the governor ordered all businesses to close. Yes. Uh, and nobody knew what the future held at that point. And, I had no idea how my business was going to succeed with no revenue coming in and a bank note in a bank note due mm-hmm. a fairly sizable one on a regular basis. Um, you know, that the future was bleak, but I was confident in the team that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was confident that whatever this pandemic would do to my organization, it would, it would, it would do to other organizations as well. So, you know, we're all in it together, so to speak. Yes. And I was confident that, that through the team, through my team and through my community, mm-hmm. we were going to emerge from this and we are, and we did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how at the time, this is before the P3 loan, but I just had great confidence in the people around me. And and that confidence led to discussions and it led to ideas and concepts and working groups that were able to convince the governor to open our beaches for tourism and, and um, you know, all the other things that kept not only kept our businesses afloat, but now as we, as we enter this next phase, I think uh, is really going to cause our businesses to thrive. So, um, so confidence in the team and uh, when the unknown is upon you, uh, go forward boldly um, with with confidence yes. that you've been properly trained, educated, and you have the experience and you have a great team that's with you. Wow, that is awesome. And you're staying competent, right? I know, because uh, definitely true. So for someone like me who's afraid of jumping out of planes, <laughs> would you recommend that I, I do something like that uh, and I fly? You know, because I was segueing to what you want us to know about, um, you know, your organization at iFly and also um, Elevator Leadership. So yeah, we'll- absolutely. So, so iFly Virginia Beach indoor skydiving. If you're not, if anybody's not familiar with indo- what indoor skydiving is, we have a vertical wind chamber inside of a building. It's 14 feet in diameter and 52 feet tall. And it is a perfect simulation of what it's like to jump out of an airplane in terms of your body floating or falling or flying through the air. So some people are apprehensive. Some people say, oh, I would never do that. Uh, I don't like roller coasters. This is not a roller coaster. You are completely supported by the wind that comes from beneath you. It's an incredible feeling. We fly children as young as three. 
But uh, after years and years of watching people come together through the flight experience, and uh, after looking for training, leadership training for my team, I developed my own leadership training and team building program at iFly Virginia Beach. We have a beautiful conference room here. And through either leadership training and or team building, Mm -hmm. we can help organizations advance, especially emerging from COVID where everybody's been at home. Hopefully we're we're getting back to the office and we're getting, getting our teams back together. And I developed a program called Elevate Your Leadership, which will, uh, as you said in the introduction, Pat, it will re-energize mm-hmm. and add years and years and years to your ability to lead uh, with great effect. And it will make uh, it, it will make a team very cohesive. It'll provide the greatest amount of synergy a team can really have. And I see it in this building all the time. It's incredible. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate that. So, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about elevator leadership, you need to try that. I tried it myself, and it's awesome, especially the health part. I tell you, uh, Bob, has several things that you, you want to take a look at. I'm excited about that. Thank you so much for sharing so much with us today, uh, Bob. I have enjoyed our topic on confidence. And for and for everybody, if, if you haven't really mastered what it means to be confident, Try, try, try what Bob said. Think about it. And also, we do have some of these uh, topics in 52 Essential Qualities and Attributes of an Organizational Leader. It's everywhere, books are sold. So look for that. We look forward to your success. If you're, if you're starting out as an entrepreneur, if you're starting out, you know, transitioning from the military, it's all about confidence. We look forward to seeing you again. And remember to lead the change. Take care and be well. Well, global leaders, thank you for listening to this episode of the Global Reach Leadership Forum. If you have learned something today, please like us on Facebook. Visit our website at www.globalreachleaders.com to leave a comment or a question and share this episode with others. Until next week, remember to lead the change. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.